Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, your host, and a clinical microbiologist and the chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. For today's episode, we welcome Michael Ayers from our product management team at Mayo Clinic Laboratories for a test and focus interview. Thanks for the introduction, Dr. Pratt. Today, we'll be discussing primary ciliary dyskinesia with Drs. Marie-Christine Aubrey and Joseph Malashevsky. But before we get started, could each of you please provide a, a little bit of introduction and background about yourself, Dr. Aubrey? Thank you, Michael. I'm Dr. Marie-Christine Aubrey. I'm a thoracic pathology, and as such, I do both pulmonary and cardiovascular pathology, and I am also currently the pulmonary pathology section head in the Division of Anatomic Pathology at Mayo Clinic. I'm Dr. Joe Malaszewski. I, too, am one of the thoracic pathologists here at Mayo Clinic. I'm also a molecular genetic pathologist uh, here at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. Well, thank you both for joining us today. As mentioned, we will discuss primary ciliary dyskinesia, and I would ask to start with just a general uh, definition for our audience, if you will. Primary ciliary dyskinesia, or PCD as we sometimes call it, is a rare inherited disorder that's caused by defects in the structure and or function of the cilia. Cilia are tiny hair-like structures that have a variety of functions in our body. One of those functions is that they help to move fluids and particles out of the body. Specifically, they can help us expel particulate matter that we inhale during the regular course of breathing. In PCD, the body is unable to efficiently expel this kind of foreign material and clear mucus from it. And this can lead to a variety of complications, including frequent infections of the lungs, ears, throat, and sinuses. Consequently, patients with PCD will often experience chronic coughing and excessive mucus production as a consequence of these recurrent infections. Dr. Malachewski, you mentioned that PCD is rare. Can you talk a bit more about that and the implications? Yeah, it's a good question, Michael. The incidence of PCD is about 1 in 15,000. And so it's quite uncommon to encounter it, which is why getting the diagnosis right is so important. I guess I would go further and say, what is the current state of PCD diagnosis in the, the U.S. and globally, and what are the implications to patient care? Well, while symptoms are helpful in making your doctor think about the possibility of PCD, the only way to specifically diagnose PCD is with a genetic test or to look under a very powerful electron microscope at the cilia themselves. The latter test usually involves taking a scraping of the nasal mucosa and then putting the cells under that electron microscope to evaluate the structure of those tiny little hairs. If those little hairs are missing small pieces of them, then we can confidently make a diagnosis of PCD in that setting. There are very few centers around the world that have pathologists that are trained to do this type of evaluation. But here at Mayo Clinic, we're fortunate to have a team of seven pulmonary pathologists in Rochester who are expert in this area. Thank you, Dr. Malachewski. So Dr. Aubrey, can you please describe a bit more about Mayo's diagnostic approach to PCD? Certainly, Michael. As my colleague, Dr. Malachewski mentioned, for standard of care, currently to diagnose PCD at Mayo Clinic is to perform ultrastructural studies. So 
use electron microscopy to look at the anatomy, uh, morphologic structure of the cilia and basically try to recognize if there's any abnormality in the morphology of the cilia that would allow us to make a diagnosis of PCD. A, a very specific test, so we are able to make a definitive diagnosis of PCD based on the uh, morphologic abnormalities we may see. And it is not entirely sensitive, and there are other complementary diagnoses that can be performed and that we are currently working on, and we could talk about this a little later. What is important to outline is we have been fortunate to enter a relationship with the Primary Ciliar Dyskinesia Foundation that have allowed us to uh, expand on our diagnostic reporting um, of these uh, diseases based on the uh, standard guidelines as provided by the foundation and at Mayo Clinic. We have endorsed all these guidelines and have incorporated in our reporting, which is of course very critical for patient care. Thank you, Dr. Aubrey. I think worth noting as well, and on the topic of the PCDF accreditations, that Mayo Clinic is the, the first and only diagnostic center of excellence accredited by the PCDF. So what is the significance of diagnostic COE accreditation with the PCDF? Well, because rare diseases are so infrequently encountered, it's impractical to expect doctors everywhere to understand the nuances or the complexities that surround the diagnosis and treatment of them. Accordingly, foundations that represent rare diseases often designate centers of excellence to help direct doctors and patients to places where they can seek answers to their questions. The PCD Foundation is one of these foundations and has a great history of this type of activity and advocacy for patients and the healthcare team. In fact, their mission is to provide the leadership and resources needed to support increased research, accelerated diagnosis, improved health, and ultimately a cure for PCD. Over the years, as part of this mission, they've identified a variety of centers as so-called PCD centers of excellence. To date, all of these centers have related primarily to treatment and where patients can go to get this really excellent care for this rare disease. Our designation, however, is just a little bit different in that it's our diagnostic arm that is receiving the accreditation, meaning that we're the very first diagnostic laboratory to receive this designation. And it's really a reflection of our testing and diagnostic acumen. It's also a reflection of our remarkable team of electron microscopists that help us to make these diagnoses. And that team is led by uh, John Charlesworth and, and Dr. Joe Grandy, who I would certainly be remiss without mentioning. And Dr. Aubrey, you had mentioned previously future plans for PCD diagnosis at Mayo. Can you expand upon that, please? I would be happy to, uh, Michael. As I alluded to, electron microscopy to make a diagnosis of PCD is very specific, but not always sensitive, and which means that a patient may actually have PCD, but we can't see uh, at the level of the microscopy, the morphologic abnormalities that would be diagnostic of the disease. And therefore, in some patients, we do have to perform additional testing. One important testing, and Dr. Malashevsky had already alluded to that earlier, is performing genetic testing to look for common genetic mutations uh, in these patients. We are uh, hopeful that by the end of this calendar year, uh, we will have this testing available at Mayo Clinic. 
There are other testing that do exist that are mostly performed in Europe, which we are uh, looking into also and potentially expanding into the future. But this is very early on. For now, we have our electron microscopy diagnosis, and by the end of the year, hoping to have our molecular genetics, which will be an important combination of testing for these patients. Great. Thank you, Dr. Aubrey. In closing, I would like to thank you both for your efforts in championing diagnosis of PCD in the future direction here at Mayo. We look forward to future developments and improving patient care. Thank you both. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.